Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it do? We took a week off. My fault. Yep. Hand up. My fault. The boy had a scare. <laughs> had a scare indeed. The boy had a scare. What was the scare? I, uh, I, I thought I had pink eye. Thought I had a sty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've been doing the. You had a CPAP related injury. We've been doing the, we've been doing the, the CPAP chronicles yep. here. Mm-hmm. And I had a CPAP related in, uh, uh, injury. And I got a I got a bacterial bacterial infection in the eye. It uh, it blew me up, and um, I didn't know if it was contagious or not. I had to cancel, um, but it's all good. My eyes back to normal. I will say there was a very funny moment for me sitting in the lobby of the uh, Quest Diagnostics uh, mm-hmm. uh, walk-in clinic. Which was, what was, what was the funny part? Because, you know, the first day I woke up and it was like, you know, the eye was red. And I was like, okay, you know, somebody farted on my pillow. Yep. I have pink eye. Sorry. You know? And then the next day I woke up, balloon. Mm-hmm. So went to uh, the walk-in and I was sitting there waiting in the, uh, in, in, in the lobby. And there was a, there was a nice, you know, 10 minutes you know, just feeling Niagara falling over me of, could I lose my sight? Really? I, it happened. You went all the way to the extreme, like deep end of they're They're going to scoop my eye out with like an ice cream scoop right now. And, and then you started Amazoning uh, yeah. eye, eye patches. Cause I was ballooned up. Yeah. I wasn't like, it wasn't like I couldn't see, but it was like, it was enough for me to be like, never had this before. Hmm. You know, Poop's never done this before. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it were good. Uh, antibiotics were, were, uh, we're, we're back. We took a week off and I have to say, not that I'm making an excuse. I, I was, I think it was a well needed, uh, uh, week, yeah. week off for us. Yeah. Especially because we were getting off timing because, you know, we had, we had to just get our mentals right. That's yeah, all. I mean, yeah. Everyone go do, do you once in a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what we did. We just did us. Now I will say. This was one of the first times when we took the week off where I don't know if you noticed that we didn't have a lot of, you know, the listeners and the lovey doveys reaching out going, yo, where's the new episode? Which that kind of like bummed me out. That did stick in my did you? Did you? Well, yeah, I was waiting for the, hey, would you call me, you know, text, hey, where's my, my PCAST this week? Yeah. And well, you know, I haven't actually heard from him in months, so I guess that was actually kind of pretty typical. I actually saw him this week because I... Uh, He's alive. Yeah, yeah, I saw him this week because I uh, am... Uh, I, 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 Well, should I... No, I won't say it out loud, you know, just because, you know, I'll be... I went over there for certain reasons, and... Um, got and I sat and was talking to him for a while and he brought up I was like yo what's up with like you know the Marlins games I haven't you you know you this I thought you had the uh season tickets I had to outsource my my yearly Braves game went, to a different season ticket holder that's what I was saying and he was like yo I've told you and I was like dude you've invited me to like one game that I couldn't go to and he's like it, he goes it was three 
And I was like, it wasn't fucking three. And so, like, I, I sit there and I'm talking to, like, his lovely fucking girlfriend. And then, like, all of a sudden he's like, nope, I got it here. It's three. And then, like, he's, like, going through text messages. And he brings up three times when he asked me to go. One of them was opening day. I already had tickets to go to opening day. Mm. Okay? Doesn't count. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there were two other ones. One of them. I mean, I, I don't know about the two other ones. But one of them, I had shit to do probably. Yeah. Other one, I don't know about. So, and then, so, guess what this kid did? He goes... I go, you don't even listen anymore. So, like, why does it even matter? Like, you know, fuck off. He goes, he goes, I'll be listening this week, and I want a public apology. Here For it is. For what? No, let me, let me, no, no. I, I, he, okay. Yo, let me just do it. All right, it. okay. I would like to apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. Ooh. Okay? Strap on your seatbelt and go back down to Key West and keep not listening to me. Love you, bud. Hey, would you call me? Um, yeah, so we're back in action. We're good. Uh, episode 77. Here we are. We are, we're, we're in it. We are, uh, we're live in effect. I missed you, bud. I know I missed you too. How was, uh, how was the weekend? Let's get into that. What happened? You, you had your own injury of sorts. I I did. I, uh, woke up Saturday morning, lovely morning, went to the nursery and got some new plants. You have a problem. I do have a problem. You have a problem. I actually told wifey that I was going to get some dirt from Home Depot and then <laughs> didn't make the turn required and just said, fuck it, and went right out to Flamingo. You know what I did when I saw you post your uh, just absolute uh, truck full of um, plants? Yeah. It, it, it hit me and I go, Jordan... Is how Jordan is how when, when women go to Target, that's how well, that's how Jordan is to, to the nursery. Women, I totally understand your plight where you either don't plan on going you go there for a you, couple things, yeah, and you end up you know like with a full cart. Yeah, I'm totally there with you. Can I try to guess how much your uh, how much was in the, in that back, the back of your truck? Uh, it was less. I, I fluffed it up so it was less than what you thought. It was oh, like, did you say? I didn't see. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. It was, it was. There was bags of dirt behind. That was the filler. That's how I chubbed it up a little bit. But it was like six plants. I want to say there was two hundred dollars worth of things less, there. but not by much. <laughs> you have a problem. So, uh, I, I, I was trying to come up with a way to make this sound cooler. So I'm going to say that I was doing hardcore landscaping. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Hardcore landscaping. And your boy threw out his back. Now, as you know, of the Lit family, we are, we are standard protocol, our back problems. You are a family of back problems. But I have never done something where I had just thrown my back out in that moment. And I was absolutely laid up. Oh, and you were like, oh, Yes, I had. I felt the pop. It was like screaming in pain. What were you doing? Gardening. Were we on the ground? Were we standing up? On, Do we have on, a shovel in the hand? On all fours, doing some weeding, and I tried to reach out and move a pot, and I guess I overextended and tweaked something in the back. Immediately knew. You guess you did. You guess you did. I, well. Like I said, it was hardcore, hardcore landscaping is what I was doing to make it sound cooler. You're making it sound like it's like parkour. Yeah, hardcore landscaping, moving a pot, a simple pot, and I immediately fucked my back up. 
went inside, was yelling, and just laid on the floor. Because you knew what? You knew. I knew immediately. It was a... It was a this is 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, and I knew exactly what was going on for the rest of my week. You weekend. knew you were going to be out for half a season. Yeah. Yeah. So back... Uh, had to take Monday off. Went to the Cairo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Today was my first day back. Still in lots of pain. Got the Cairo later this week. Dr. Kathy, you are a saint. Uh, so are said, uh, you know, purchase trees and dirt. Are they still not in? Had to get uh, the brother-in-law to come over to move the bags what of dirt. A fucking piece of shit. Out of the back, out of the back of the truck. Plants are still unpotted in oh, the backyard. Okay. Oh, I thought you put him to work. No, no. Yeah, put that over there. I need you to cut that out. Bring it over here. Because no. I really liked that, like, visual. Just me just in a, like, a lounge chair like this. With, just like, you know. Drinking, like, a. Frozen uh, corn on your back. Yeah. <laughs> frozen corn on my back and just an Arnie Palmy in my hand. Yeah. No vodka. No vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was. My weekend literally was spent horizontal on the ground watching whatever movie was on TV. Now, can I ask you a question that's not going to be riveting at all to the audience, but it's something that's so fucking stupid that, that I've thought about with you so much. Yes. The beautiful, you are a vine man. You love a good vine and that's you're very me. good at the vines. That's me. Um, now you have that, that arch, that arch walkway thing. Mm -hmm. The that, trellis, the that, trellis, the yeah. trellis. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That is vined, vined up. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, it's so, this is so dumb, but I've been thinking about this for like literally like three months with you. What is your protocol when a hurricane comes with that? Um, like specifically with that trellis, it, it, it stays. We'll and, see what and happens. We, and we cross the fingers. Yep. Yep. Is yep. the tr is it in the ground? Good. Is it anchored? It's anchored in the ground, and the plants also probably anchor it a little bit more because they're pretty strong. But yeah, um, I haven't come to that situation since the old house when I had a different trellis and there were not plants on it, so I just removed it. Oh, because I had it set when, up when shit was coming. Yeah, when when Irma was coming, that I, hurt. I, I, yeah. That hurt. Yeah, to pull it out. That one hurt. But there weren't any plants growing on it, so it wasn't oh. a big deal. Because that thing's deed up. Yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. But like if I had to cut it, I could I could cut the vine away, remove the trellis and the vine would grow back. Now yeah. I had you. Yeah. I had you just securing further. Lightly pulling it out and then gently laying it down. That's not a bad like idea, but I don't think it would go. I mean, if it's going to go, it's going to go. You know? Okay. So yeah, that's that's it. All right, so let's get that hurricane season going, and we, let's let that let's get that hurricane coming through. It rips that thing out of the ground and goes right through like your bedroom window. So the funny, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know if you guys know, but strap in because the like the most serious month of of hurricanes is coming. It's next month. Yeah, September and October typically are when they actually kind of mm -hmm. come and. Um, we were at a thing for work and this guy came up to the owner of, of, of the company and was like, Hey, um, I know some people and they spoke to the FBI <laughs> and I swear what's going on. I spoke to the FBI and they're saying to prepare for a cat five that will hit South Florida the first week of September. 
So <laughs> who is this? I, Brian Norcross's like uncle. Yeah, I don't guy? know, but it was one of those where we both looked at each other and we were both just like, okay, we're marking it down in our calendar so we can call this guy and tell him he's a fucking idiot. I love that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. So right after Labor Day, terrible storm coming to South Florida. Let's Prepare for it. it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. But yeah, that was my weekend. Nice. Um, let's, uh, let's get it. Actually, before, uh, I had a little bit of, I, uh, for the, uh, Lebertard show fans out there, I'll give them a little sneak peek into, you know, the VIP life, if you will. Sure. Um, uh, Chris and Greg, uh, or, uh, their lovely mother and, uh, wife, she had, she turned, uh, it was her birthday this, this, this week and we did a surprise birthday. Yeah. At Cafe Vico, mm-hmm. um, may or people may or may not have been poisoned. I was, I was really? okay. Uh oh. But there were certain group text messages that went around asking, "Hey, are you good? Are you good? How's your butt feel?" Really? Yeah. So, but I was fine. Um, but a cauldron of steel over there. Yeah, yeah, and but. I want to, because you know me, I like to, uh, I like to have the spotlight on me at, at all times. Yeah. And uh, people were going around doing their little like speeches. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris's mom was like, "All right, does anyone else have any more speeches?" And your boy, because he's just a funny kid. Mm-hmm. I turned to my dad, who's sitting next to me. I go, "Watch this." And how do we do? I get up and I and I push my chair. When I get up, I push my chair back with my knees, and it causes the eh. perfect. And everyone looks over. Guy eating meatball at the other table turns and looks. Everyone looks. His uh, Chris's mom goes, "Oh, okay." That's how she you know. She she. That's how you know you're already in. I go. Oh no! I'm just going to the bathroom. No. Killed it. Nice. Killed it, dude. Fucking killed it. Killed it. That's how you do it, my guy. So let's get into the episode. Episode 77. Love you guys. Uh, Like, subscribe, review. You know, tell some friends, man. Tell some friends. I, You know, I don't want to be like a heated asshole or anything, but you know what? I'm going to be a heated out. Like the numbers are just been stagnant. Mm. And like, tell some friends, like tell some people like, hey, yo, you bored at work? Yeah. Tell some people that you think would like it. Like, gets like. You need something to play during those intimate moments at home? Boom. Throw us on. Yeah, man. Like, you know, share, share the pod with people. You know, if, if you love us so much, like, share it up. Not, not that we're, we're never going to, we're not going to end it, but like, you know, the numbers have been stagnant. Mm. You know what I mean? I know. So, like, just share it. Share it. You know, you snuggle. Sharing's caring. Yeah. Sharing, it's, it's a rule now. Yeah. So like, subscribe, review. Um, but I, I need to just, I need, I need you to just talk dirty to me. Mm. I need you to talk dirty to me. So as, as often I do, I usually have a week, uh, you know, a conversation weekly with my, with my dad about who. That, uh, that's what I really wanted to know. Cause I thought and about Lou. We, we got to get him on because he was just. He had thrown out an album of of and and the the Peacock from last week. If you guys didn't listen, go back and listen. But John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. And did I learn your dad a little bit? No, not at he all. He knew. 
Oh, yeah. This is so... Uh, if anything, he continued your lesson for me Sick. and just kept going with, you know, and, and I made he like, was there. Oh, yeah. And he, he was talking about... When uh, was your dad born? I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. He was 58. Okay. Yeah. 57. Okay. 57. So, I mean, he was, you know, a fucking a young... Uh, well, he was actually pretty young, I guess, at the, was like the right beginning of their albums. Yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, he absolutely loves John Mayall. He told me about when he saw him. A couple years ago at, at uh, Jazz Fest, which I think was actually one of his last live performances, and he had mentioned a very uh, good um, blues and jazz fusion album that they did, uh, uh, the Blues Breakers did. Mm -hmm. So definitely go check out that one if you haven't heard that. John Mayall, to me, um, which I really got you know, much more acquainted with in the last couple months, uh, is just so someone that if you don't know, it's a foundational building block of that that progression of rock and roll and blues that started in the 60s where it came over to the UK and these guys got their mitts on it and totally changed the sound in a way that said, we're not, you don't only have to come, you know, from Mississippi or Louisiana or you know, somewhere from America to be able to play this music. And it was just a great conversation I had with my dad. You know, it's always, uh, it's always more meaningful when, when we're talking like the blues and stuff like that, because that's very much his choice of music and the music that he plays. So I always love whenever we go, whenever we kind of dip in, and wade into that tide pool of the blues and jazz stuff, to go talk to him about it because it's always great to get other perspective on, like you said, you were around when that music actually came out. We are listening to this music um, in the past, you know, in the past perspective. And I'm sure it's the same way with your dad where you get to kind of go back and say like, what was it like when you actually heard it? Like when it actually came out and that stuff. So super cool. John Mayall is Absolutely far, far and away one of the top tier bluesmen and just connoisseurs of that rock and roll blues sound that, you know, he was such a mover and a groover and a shaker that if I don't know what the landscape of blues would have been like if there had not been John Mayall in the picture. Yeah. And that was one thing, too, that I was thinking about after the fact, those that British invasion, as they call it, um, you know, they they heard the the blues, the American blues, the John Lee Hookers, and they, they heard that. And they were the ones that predominantly just ran with it. Like, American uh, uh, bands and artists didn't run with it like like the way that the Stones and Mayall and, um, you know, even like the Who and, 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 and the Yardbirds and Zeppelin and stuff. Like, they, they took that, they studied it and ran with it. And you really can't say the same thing for any other American bands and artists that were around that time. No. They didn't do the same thing. I would say that it was instrumental and very, like, and, and paramount in the kind of proliferation of blues that UK got its mitts on that music. And if you listen to a lot of those big name bands, like you've said it so many times, they, they loved the blues. They wanted to be like that. They wanted to 
totally take that sound and 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 twist it in their own way. And they almost did it even. They almost did it better. Some of the I, I you know would I argue. Mean? I would argue that John Mayall did it as good, if not better, than anyone that you could put up against it. The John Mayall University is like absolutely JMU. Yeah. Uh, with with BB BBC mm-hmm. as the as the community college BBCC. Yep. yep. The Blues Breaker Community College. Mm-hmm. I think those two institutions were absolutely fundamental in continuing not only blues, but really the way the guitar was utilized in the 60s yeah, and then pushed it into the 70s. Yes. And to me, that is so important when you look at the overall timeline of music. The 60s are so interesting because of that, right? Yeah. Because you just got the electrification of the guitar, right? And... You know, the the beginning of the 60s was, you know, they got that reverb and a little bit of nastiness to it, but it was still very much like the Beatles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you, you know? had like, you had the Beatles and you had like these other like bands that were still doing doo-woppy, poppy stuff. And then you got into like that nitty gritty, soulful, you know, a little bit psychedelic that kind of came in a little bit later in the 60s. But I mean, those, you know, like 63 to 67 like changed everything yeah and he was a big big part of that and it was just it's it's a treat to go back and listen to that stuff and if you haven't yet stop what you're doing you know get yourself in the mood for a vibe and just really really crank that up loud and just set yourself up to really enjoy what Mm -hmm. is john mayall and the blues break yeah and that's you know, and there are a few there are a few people that we've done peacocks that I can say uh, has either had that large of an impact or going back, I can recognize how big of a part they played in what we call you know rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if that's uh, if that name is new to you, I I really really uh, I would just say if you like Led Zeppelin, if you like Rolling Stones, if you like Cream, if you like The Who, if you like any of those type of like early like seventies and late sixties bands, if you if you like that, if you like Fleetwood, go check out John Mayer. Yep. Why don't you just hit the pause button, go back, and just really get you a whole mouthful of mail. Yeah. And that'll that uh, I promise you a mouthful of mail that should that would have been like the name of his last record. And and if and and if please let us know. But I promise you, there is no way that we could be steering you wrong on this one. Yeah. And speaking of, let us know. Um, just a little tease: we are going to be doing voicemails next week. It's been a while since we've done voicemails, yep. mm-hmm. so get those voicemails in now. The text messages. Uh, if you guys don't know. The number is 305-741-3671. I will repeat, 305-741-3671. You know what? I'm going to repeat it for a third time. So you guys, I'm going to give you a moment to take your phones out. and t- All right, Type guys, in get your phone. phones out. Get your phones out right now. Type in 305-741-3671. Mm. And then save that contact. Yep, bat phone. S- save it in there as bat phone. And so get your voicemails in because we're going to do voicemails uh, next week. You can do voicemails or you can text. If you don't want to like have your voice being heard, text it in. But the only thing that we ask is uh, when you text in uh, or if you call in, just let us know. Uh, we are a, uh, a podcast of middle names. So just let us know your middle name. 
and uh, what army you are in. Are you uh, a Jay's Kosher Dandy or are you a Newell Kids on the Block? Come on over. We need him. But just a couple other little things I want to say before we like uh, get to what did you learn. Um, your boy is officially, uh, he has a monthly residency, DJ residency at Laser Wolf the last Saturday of every single month. Ooh. He, uh, it's Funk, Soul, and Hops. It's at Laser Wolf. And it's popping now. It's, po- it's officially popping now. Okay. We've got uh, the the courtyard. So is that, is that this Saturday coming up? That's this Saturday coming up. Okay. Uh, I believe it's the 26th. And what, what time do you go on? Uh, it starts at 7. I usually start off. I, I, I usually kick things off at 7. I go for about an hour. Then we have, uh, we have DJ Don Shula, who's an incredible DJ. He does all vinyl stuff. He's like super funky. He's uh he's he's an OG, and then um, YK Hamilton, uh, my buddy Ryan, who uh, who works over there at Laser Wolf too. He follows uh, Don Shula. He does his thing. It's it's all funk stuff, all funk and soul stuff. And then uh, your boy comes back because you know they're itching. Yeah, the the kids are itching. Yeah, the the courtyard is built out. The other bars are now open there. It's popping. It's a lot of fun. Cool. It's a lot of fun. So uh, every last Saturday, every month, come out to Funk Soul and Hops at in Lazy Wolf down, down here in Fort Lauderdale. Come and uh, come check out. Come support your boy. And uh, you might you might even you might even see uh, Jayla the Kid. You might even see him now. Also, just quickly, Laser Wolf are our people. And shout out to our metal correspondent as well. Yep. Chris, he might even be there pouring up a couple frothy ones. So, you know, go inside, say. Well, yeah, or he's usually uh, cooking up, honestly, the best fucking uh, tacos and shit in like this. Like, dude, Taco Bellis, that, that food truck that. I got to try it. It's the best. It's the best. Really? I'm telling you, these two Chris, white boys. I. These two white boys do the best, like, tacos, quesadilla. Like, like it's all made from scratch. They make their own tortilla, like, everything. Okay, I'm going to have to come check that out. Um, I have not had it yet, but if you go inside and you say either uh, the well-fed boy or Jaylit the Kid. You get 20% kid, off. 20% off your beer. 20% off. Yeah. Yep, that's promo, true. Promo code. You and When he says, no, that's not true, you say promo code, shut the funk up. Yep. Yep. And then and then he will yep. take, he will, it will be applied at the end of the night. Yep. Okay, yep. so there you go. Um, I also... Want to do another little uh, little thing? What do you um, got? Uh, your boy is every Wednesday night. He's uh, he's playing trivia. Yes, I've I've, I, I, I've gotten like the half-assed invites from your brother. Uh, not shout out to Ben Benson, Elbow Baggins, mm-hmm. because I keep getting like the day of invite or the where were you last night when there was no actual invite. Yeah. So I am a little salty about that. And it's I a, would I, like to it's I a, would like to contribute to the team in any way. I'm not asking to be a starter, but I'd like to be some bench strength that I could come off the bench and contribute some hustle points when required. Well you're absolutely invited. It's just a little far for you. And so I mm. that's why I have never extended it to you. Because mm. it's it's a little far. We play a bruise room uh, in Pompano, it's a little far from you, and you know, uh, you know, I know how things go mm. on a Wednesday night. That's true. But the uh, the City Boys, that's our name. 
Okay. City Boys are cleaning up. Really? We're cleaning up, dude. You know, it's this is the now, fourth. Now, how many, how many actual, typically, how many members of the City Boys are in attendance? There are typically uh, anywhere from four to five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have a gang. You're not gang gang up in there. But no. you got enough to represent. But we're cleaning up. We've been there for four weeks now. We've won, th- we've won three out of the four. Wow, it's, you're on a heater then. It, uh, we've established ourselves. It's getting, it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty gnarly there. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. Then I might have to make an appearance. Yeah. So uh, Wednesday night trivia is, is is going well, and then also one more little thing I want to throw in there. Uh, happy National Cuban Sandwich Day. I. It's so funny you said that. We have a woman at work, and every morning. Without fail, <laughs> she sends an email out to the entire office. To all the national whatever it is? Every single day, national whatever it is. And so I, whenever it's something like stupid or if I have like a funny comment, I always respond directly back to her and not the whole office. And I'll say like, nope, not a day. Right. Or, you know, something. And today I literally, you know, this is at like 8.05 a.m. And I, I wrote back. Uh, I absolutely acknowledge this day. I will celebrate this day and subscribe. Did you get one today? No. I did. Did you? I did. Now, can you say where you got it from? Yes. Okay. Where'd we get it from? I got it from my favorite place in town. And it's a little, I might get some flack for it because it's not maybe the most traditional, but I got from uh, Nuevos Cubanos. Okay. Uh, over off Andrews and Sunrise. Yep. Now, I say it's not a uh, traditional uh, Cuban because they chunk it up with the mojo pork. Which is okay. Which is okay, but as everyone knows, the Cuban sandwiches are flat. Well, there is some debate over... I I think, in reality, you always go with the sliced ham, and I think it is up to the dealer's choice if you want to go with sliced roast pork or if you want to go with essentially pulled lechon asado which is basically your pulled por- your pulled roasted mm-hmm. pork so you can go either way on that god what you just did there was sexy you like that yeah a lot yeah i've believe me uh having spent multiple years at the miami office at work mm-hmm. i would often go around and try to find like just absolute deep cut cuban sandwiches and one of the best ones i had was at the most disgusting city in America, maybe Medley, Florida, which is right there near Hialeah on the other side of 826. Been living here my whole life, never heard of that place. At this little truck, gas station, truck stop. You just walk right up to the window, and it was one of the best Cuban sandwiches I've ever had. So I have kind of like a, a... a uh, you know like a Google Maps in my head of like where I know I can get a Dees Cuban Sam at any given moment. Yeah, you should totally like start a you know Instagram or some social media of like you know one bite every knows the rule or something like. Because you have so you constantly bring up so many in the cut. That should be the name of the social in the cut in the cut. Okay, so in I the, will in the Cuban cut. I will give you another. Uh, probably also unpopular opinion. Write these down, people. Um, now, totally not run Medley, by... Florida, wow. It is the most disgusting shithole on the face of the planet. 
but one of one one local place that actually makes a very good Cuban. You would not expect it. It is not made by any Latin people, nor is the place associated at all with that. But shout out to them is Henry's. Really? Henry's makes a fantastic sandwich shop. Henry's sandwich shop makes a fantastic Cuban sandwich. They make a lot of really good sandwiches. A little they, over the very, top. They're very rich. Need, they're very big and they're it very be, filling. It should be called Hen it should be called Henry's Nap Shop. It's really like I Henry's I'd appreciate city. if you could put a couple beds in there. Yeah. Because when I'm done with it, yeah, absolutely take your ass to bed type of sandwich. But it's a really, really good Cuban. I would uh, say try it and let me know. Okay, I, yeah. I, I have, I've been in Henry's many times. I actually never, have never tried the Cuban. But next time, do oh, it. when when Jaylet the kid was like really hungover on like a football Sunday, I would just order one of those mugs, one of those bricks, right to the house and just put it down. Nice and barely watch the Dolphins game as I tried to stay awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. love yeah. that. Yeah, so my, shout shout my, out to my the boy, my boy. My boy gets uh, a Cuban sandwich from Henry's uh, uh, Nap Shop, and he's watching the Dolphins game after he eats the Cuban sandwich by echolocation. <laughs> yes, yes. My <laughs> eyes are shut, but I'm understanding what's going on. This is where we need Ashley Benson, one of the top finalists for Best Benson of the Year awards, to come in with the Dolphin sound. Yes, un undefeated Dolphin sound. Never lost. Never lost. No. Jordan, what did you learn this week? What I learned this week is, and I'm actually very interested to get your take on this, um, but uh, what I learned this week is that uh, we might have a little bit of a reprieve from all of these issues we've been having in the rap game recently. And if you haven't uh, kind of kept up to date, uh, Gunna... Young Thug and like the YSL crew in Atlanta mm -hmm. all got indicted on Rico charges, mm -hmm. and a big, a big part of the Such reason bullshit. If you ask me, I agree. And one of the main parts to I believe why was they were able to use um, some of their rap lyrics as against as, them as against Rico. them as like part of the Rico evidence. Rico so. Act. What I learned this week is that California is actually passing a bill, and uh, Mr. Newsom, the Those governor, nut jobs out there. Well, they're actually going the other way. Oh, okay. They're they're saying that you that it cannot be just automatically uh, put into evidence a rapper's lyrics, and that it has to go to a judge, and a judge will then determine if that can be added. Is the judge Judge Mathis? Well, I mean, everyone's crossing their fingers. You right? know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, if the you judge, judge is like, Judy. you know, if the judge is like, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, it's not looking good. No, if you this know? gets to Kavanaugh, guess what? Kava, nah, you going to jail? <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, the bill is AB two seven nine nine, and it would ban lyrics from being cited in court cases unless prosecutors can illustrate that the words are directly relevant to the case in question. Now, once again, that doesn't get you out of the woods. But, um, you know, it, it's a further step to kind of basically not allow the government to basically use your words against you because they're saying it's a freedom of expression, you know, First Amendment type situation, and which I, I agree with. And what, what I was interested was is, 
do you, the well-fed boy, think that lyrics from a rap song should be able to be used against you in the court of law? So this is a great, great, great uh, discussion and question that you have brought. Thank you. Now, just to clear things up before I answer, uh, what we are talking about here is with when the RICO Act was enacted uh, back in um, uh, the it's like the forties or some nineteen seventies, I believe. Oh yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The RICO Act uh, was the racketeering. Um, I forget. It's racketeering uh, something conspiracy organization it stands for a racketeering something conspiracy organization and it basically was a law that was enacted by uh shitty ass giuliani Racket uh, racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations act right and it was basically was uh was put into a law and it allowed uh, the uh government effective october 15th 1970 good call 1970 okay yep and it was basically enacted to uh, help take down the mafia because basically they had mafia dons and 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 Gestapo's and soldiers. They had them online on these wiretaps saying things, but you know, just because somebody says something, freedom of speech, doesn't mean that like they actually meant that or they did it. Yeah. Um. But when the RICO Act came into effect, it basically been if you were doing these things, uh, you were allowed to go go after the top man. That's why the RICO Act was enacted. Because you could take down the guy that murdered the person or the guy that like talked shit, but you couldn't take down G uh, Vito Genovese. You couldn't the take down the guy you know, who the Don. It. Yeah. You couldn't never you could never touch him because you had all of these barriers. The RICO Act allowed you to take down that guy because he was the head of the organization and you could take him down over conspiracy laws. Correct. Fast forward. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Gunna. Mm-hmm. You can't use people's lyrics against them as conspiracies. And I say this for one reason and one reason only. When Sammy the Bull is caught on, uh, you know, wiretaps talking about the things that he's done, he's not... It's not a creative thing. It's not a creative thing. And this is where it gets muddied. It's a business thing. He's making money, uh, maybe essentially off of taking somebody out or, you know, pulling over that semi truck and, and stealing all the cigarettes off of them and he gets caught with it. He's making money off of what, he, what he's talking about, he's making money off of. But there's no creativeness involved on it. Well, yeah, I, I mean, people look. Gunna's making money off of his lyrics, but which, I by the way, say, I have gotten into Gunna lately. Really? That guy. That guy's dope. Uh, you need to show me some because I've Gunna's I've never been into dope. any of his. I've never really checked it out because I'm not a big Young Thug YSL. Just in the last month, I've gotten into Gunna. Really? Yeah, old Gunna's sick. Okay, I need yeah. some of that then. So. But it's, there's no creative process, in, in that, and that to me is where it changes. Well, yeah, when, art, is, art is subjective. He's an artist. Right. You could say some shit or paint something that didn't actually happen. Well, and that's what I was going to go into was yeah. if Picasso paints a picture of shooting a guy in the fucking head. Yeah, you didn't shoot him in the head. We don't, you didn't shoot, we don't know. It's, it's... Now, did you snip that ear off? Maybe. He definitely did. 
Yeah. Definitely stepped his own ear off. Wait, was he that was Picasso? In, uh, no, Van, uh, that was Van Gogh. Van Gogh did. Yeah. Because he was so depressed because his wife left him. Or yeah, his it was wife all died. fucked up. Or some, woman, like reje- some woman rejected I think him. He, I might have even and rejected he, him. I think he sent her the ear. Said, can you hear me? I'm going to talk. You look that up. Okay. okay? Yeah. But the, I don't think that these rappers should have their lyrics that are on... Um, that are uh, that are on uh, albums and stuff being used against them because now we're getting to the slippery slope of now we're just saying anything that you rap and, and lay down or you or you put down as, as a as a piece of art if it's not true then we could like you know tie you to it and like that goes for like rock bands anybody it's such a it's a joke to me. It's 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 an absolute like exaggeration of the law, and I believe now that whole YSL crew they got out of it. Well, now there's all these stories too about who's telling on who, and right. I, I think it's going to end up taking all of them down because I don't think so. I think I think some of them got out of it. Okay, but um. But yeah, I don't think that that should be used against them at all. It's an absolute abuse of power. And if we're going after, you know, rap groups for like, you know, drug dealing, whatever it is, I mean, let's be real. Is that is that really what we're using, you know, our assets and stuff for? Like, like how many people are we talking about here? Okay, like, so the, I, I have the story now. What do you got? 1888. I thought it was much further back, actually. Um, Van Gogh, yes, was having essentially like a mental breakdown um and cut the the bottom of his ear off and he wrapped it up and he gave it to a sex worker at a local brothel. Mm. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? I mean, that's a that's a love story. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie. Now, what do you think she did with the ear? Uh, threw it in the trash. Yeah. That's by I, the time it got to her back in the 1880s, it probably smelled. It yeah, he didn't. Rancid. He didn't. He didn't salt the lobe, right? He did not. He definitely didn't like you know King Tut that fucking thing. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, guys, if you're gonna do that, let's make it at least pres- you know some put in some pre- Himalayan salt, like yeah, a little Himalayan pink salt. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me about the whole embalming process. Yeah. No. 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 So that's um, what I learned this week. It was, uh, I thought, pretty interesting. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, because, you know, uh, and it's we... It's something I've thought about a ton. That's so, yeah, and it, and it, yeah, and it came to the forefront with this, with this bill. Cali is like that. You know, they're nice and progressive out there. So, you know, I wish you guys would have had this in place for Tupac. But, you know... Late is uh is is better than never. Right. So we'll say that. Thank yes. you, Callie. We salute you. Yes. Alex, what did you learn this week? So I, you know, I came in hot last week with like a really good one. I thought with the Ramery yeah, massacre. Yep. And um, I had a couple other ones, and then I and then I stumbled upon this one, and I tried so hard, Jordan, to not do it again. But I just, I got another heater. Okay. Amo Koivinen. Amo Koivinen. Amo Koivinen. Okay. This is our dog. Yeah? This is our boy. Let me hear. Let's Why? Amo Koivinen was a Finnish soldier in, the world, in World War II. 
uh, three days into uh, his mission with all of his uh, his 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 people, uh, the group was attacked and surrounded by Soviet forces. So Soviet forces, which they escaped. Koivinen uh, became fatigued after skiing for a very long time. They were on ski. They were they were a group of twenty soldiers that were on ski patrol, basically that were on the forefronts of like if troops were coming, they would ski back to like you know the troops and let them know what was happening. Now they hit a couple slalom jumps on the way back, right? They, oh, you know the oh yeah, they tucked. Okay, they tucked. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, but so the Soviet forces, you know, surrounded them, but they escaped. Um, but uh, Kovanen, be, uh, he became uh, fatigued after skiing for a very long difference uh, distance, and he could not stop. Um, but he happened his job in the uh, in his troop. He was in charge of the army issued methamphetamines. Yeah, that, as per code. Right, and yeah. the the, the like he was in charge because back then the meth was used to keep the soldiers awake while on watch. Yeah, keep them alert, you know, all that. So he was like super tired after like you know getting away from the Soviets in that first attack, and um, the boy uh, the boy took a bunch of meth. Yeah, you know, as you do, took a bunch of meth. Um, he had a short burst of energy, but then he entered a state of delirium and then he lost consciousness. And then he wakes up the next morning, still skiing, still skiing in two different types of ways. Oh yes. You know, and, um, his, uh, his patrol like left him. He got separated. He, he wakes up and they're gone. He has no idea where they're at. Okay. So he gets separated from them and he has no supplies. He's got nothing. Just the meth. Yeah. He's got... He's got no, yeah, he's, he has nothing. Two ski poles and a brick of meth. Right. So in the following days, he takes the rest of the meth that, that he has. And he, uh, he runs into Soviet forces again, uh, flees them. He gets injured by a landmine, which uh, also sets fire to a nearby Russian camp. Sweet. And then he lays in a ditch for about a week waiting for help. Nobody comes mm. and he's yacked up, mm -hmm. yacked up. Um, so then he, uh, he basically skis for another 400, uh, kilometers, which is roughly 248 miles. Jesus. 248 miles. Yeah. Which I think is about from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando. Yep. Um, uh, and once, and then he finally like, uh, finds a nearby hospital and when he gets there, his heart rate is at 200 beats per minute, which is uh, triple the average of yeah. like oh, yeah. a normal like yeah. human heartbeat. He weighs 94 pounds, <laughs> yacked up, mm -hmm. um, and uh, in that week that he was gone, he ate pine buds, which are basically like you know pine cones yeah, and shit. Yeah, pine cone. Yeah, and he catches. A single Siberian blue jay right out of midair and eats it raw. My guy. Yeah. Uh, catches it midair, eats it raw. He ends up surviving and, and he dies peacefully at the age of 71. My guy. What was his name again? Say it. Amo, Amo Koivinen. Amo Koivinen. Finnish soldier. 
My guy. Beast. Absolute beast. Got fucking yacked, dude. Yeah. What yeah. a great what a great story of drug use and survival. Yeah, man. Um, so that's what I learned this week. Now let's get into the episode here, and I want to maybe introduce a new segment to you. What do you got? Uh hey buddy old pal. I got a confession. Usher, hit me with those confessions. These are my confessions. Yeah. I went to a improv class yesterday. Really? Okay. Now, was this just to watch? Was this to like get up there and do some yes and? What do you think? I think that you got right in the middle of it. I've been thinking about this for a long time. As you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I like to think I'm a funny guy. I'm animated. Yeah. Um, You're checking all the boxes. And I've been thinking about it for, a few, you know, a while now. And, and this last week, while my eye was ballooned up, I had a lot of time to think about it. And I just Googled and I said, what is, what's around here? What's improv classes around here? Yeah. And I found one up in Boca mm -hmm. and I signed up. And how did it go? Um, swimmingly. Yeah. Yeah. So I sign up, I go, I have no idea what to expect, what to expect anything and, uh, go there and we do basically we do like a warm up. Now, how many people are are at this there's a dozen dozen okay and in all shapes and sizes all yeah 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 ages now did you think looking around at your cohorts that they are were all seasoned veterans did you think anyone else there was their first time uh initially yes uh, initially i looked around and i immediately picked up on the majority of these people are fucking weirdos or people with just ADHD, some type of just like, like, I don't want to like be an asshole, but they, I picked up on theater nerds. Yeah. Just people that I would never sit at lunch in high school with. <laughs> okay. Not at your table. Right. Okay. So. We do the warm ups and um, we do like one of the first things, one of the first exercises we do is they pair you up with somebody and it's called like, I think you call it like a three line thing. And you say a line, they like you, you basically say, uh, oh, you, what you, you you're such a good doctor then the person has to go yes i am a good doctor because i have this and they're supposed to say i, I yeah that makes something up yeah so we did that all good and uh then we go into the next one where you uh it's a little bit more long form mm -hmm. and it's just a back and forth it's whatever you want to do but the only rules are the two people have to state uh who what and when so you have to state like who the people are 
where you are and when is this happening? And okay. that's all the exercise is. Okay. So I, um, I go up there and I immediately, I grab a seat and I sit down. Everyone's standing. I grab a seat and I sit down. Okay. And the other girl, I grab her, she grabs a seat and she sits down and I start doing a kayak move. Okay. And I'm doing this kayak move and I'm just like, man, it's sticky out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and the girl, and she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, Buster, she calls me Buster. She goes, she's making up a name for me. She goes, yeah. Buster, um, I'm a little mad at you. You know, you, uh, you didn't get me anything for my birthday. And I'm doing like this paddle move. Yeah. So I go, well, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but actually, I wanted to try it out first. But actually, I got you this paddle. Just and the I, paddle. And, and I hand her the paddle, like the fake paddle. Yeah. And then I start take I do my hands. And I start like yeah. paddling with my hands now because now I don't have a paddle. Yeah. And uh, she's and then like I'm like you know she's like talking and I'm like acting like I'm getting tired and I grab the paddle. I'm like let me borrow that back. Let me get that back. Like, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little tired over here. Yeah. And I grab the paddle back. And then we go on and. Uh, she was like, well, you got that paddle for me. Like, is that really like my birthday present? And then I, then I go, no, I'm sorry. Actually, I meant to give you this watch. Like, and I take, like, act like I'm taking the watch, like, off of my thing, and I give it to her. And then I do it again, where I'm like, you take it back. I go, actually, what time is it? Let me, let me get that, wa- that watch back. You know, and then boom, like, he, he hits the bell, and he, he finishes, he finishes, he hits the bell, and, like, you know, scene's over. And scene. The guy that's in charge goes... Now, he ha- is a thick-rimmed glasses guy, probably bald, and he's got a very long scarf, but it's not wrapped around his, his neck. It's just going, it's on both sides. That's what I'm picturing. Um, so he goes, he goes, okay, I absolutely do not believe that this is your first class. Ooh, the sh- the sh- that, if, is that not the best kind of compliment you can get at something like that yeah but i also too was like like taking it back because i was like this is my first class yeah i've done this yeah and, I, and he goes he goes i absolutely do not believe this is your first class and are you gonna like, be in an acting troupe by and, the end of this year and he was like and i was like no no it is and he's like he goes he goes what you just did there he goes is something that i teach in like my intermediate classes and 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 he goes. He goes. Some of you here. He goes. You've heard me use this vocab word. He goes. But what you just did there is you gave your other person a gift. And he goes. He goes. And that's really the basis of like the best improv. He goes. Is he goes. He's when you give somebody a gift. He goes. And the gift is always. Like the main thing that you focus on in improv class, he goes, but the best way that you use the gift, he goes, if you keep coming back to the gift. Yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes, and not only did you keep coming back to the gift, he goes, you kept taking away the gift. He goes, usually when someone gives someone a gift, he goes, they just give them the gift and they talk about the gift. He goes, yeah, you kept taking away. He goes, not only did you keep taking it away, he goes, you took it away twice. He goes, and it was fucking funny the way that you did it. And I was like, okay, cool. Dope. Like, all right, work. Now, were the other people on stage looking at you with, you know, they wanted to be you? 
they were now pissed at you for being the shining star. Did uh, you know right then you were the you were the star of the show? No, no, no. Okay, and I was like, okay, cool. Because Bernice, Bernice was definitely pissed after. Yeah. So at that when I that point, like, because I almost thought I was like, damn, am I in trouble? Like, did I do something wrong? Because I mean, I'm like, whatever. So uh fast forward to the end of the hour and a half it's an hour and a half it's from 7 30 to 9 fast forward to the end and we break up and at the end they always go around it's called like you know let's be fuzzy and they, they go around and they say like things that they liked that other people did yeah and like three people in it were just like yo what you did with the gift like Anthony, the guy that's in charge, he's like, what Anthony said, he's like, he's like, that's something that like all three of them were like, that's something that we've been like trying to do. And like, that was crazy that you did that. Like, that was so cool that you did that. Okay. Because you know, we've been trying to learn that. And I was like, all right, cool. Fuck. All right. Word. Cause I was just being me. Yeah. Just and, being the big man on campus. Yeah. So we end the session and there's one guy in this, uh, in this class where I was like, that guy's the best. I was like, this guy's this guy's nasty. He's like, he was funny. He was just really good at it. You could just, I was just like, that yeah. guy's the best. Okay. That guy was really good. He beelines. And he comes right to me. He's like, dude, you're fucking funny. Do you want to be in this acting troupe with me? He was like, dude, you're fucking funny, bro. And okay. he's got and he's got a fuck, he's got he's got the fucking uh Yamaka on. The Yam? He's got the Yam on. <laughs> yeah, Micah. Okay. Micah B lines. He goes, dude, you're fucking funny, dog. Micah, of course. And he's like, he's like, is this really your first time? And I go, yeah, yeah, man. I swear to God. He goes, he goes, dude, you're fucking funny, man. He goes, that was brilliant what you did there. He's like, are you gonna come back? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll like, yeah, I'll come back. He's like, he's like, yeah, dude, you, you, you gotta come back. He's like, you, you figured out things that like you know people. He goes, he goes, he goes, I've been doing this for six years. What? He goes, I've been doing this for six years. He goes, and what you did? He goes, I've never done. What? And I was like. So you're going to be like a famous, like uh, you're, are you going to be on whose line is it anyways in a couple <laughs> weeks? We did that. We did that too on whose line is it anyways, where everyone says one word. Yeah. When they go down and uh, your boy killed that one. Of course. Someone asked, they were like, we did like, it was like a panel. It was like a panel of six of us. And I was like the second person in line. And, you, and you're only allowed to say one word. Yeah. And the person asked like, Hey, uh, how do I get rid of a guy? Like, how do I how do I get rid of a guy within ten days? Like, that's like the, what the person said. Yeah. And the I was the second person line, so the first person goes, "It's." I go, "Easy." And it ended. Everyone was just like everyone like died laughing, like because I was just like, "We're going to end it here. We're not going to keep going." Love this. So yeah, it went fucking amazing. I had like such good adrenaline, so nervous. Yeah, you had the standard actors high. Yeah, it was so much fun. Wow. But yeah, I'm in an improv class now, and I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to do it. Wow, yeah. guys. <laughs> did they do any of this after the things that you did? Were they no. all snapped or something? No. Uh, congrats, Mazel Tov. I am a little shocked that you took the plunge, but I am not surprised at all with the results. Yeah. Well, and I was, you know, I didn't tell anybody. I mean, you should have plugged our podcast, but we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah. I, next week. Next yeah. Week, next yeah. Week, next week, yeah. Week. But it was, it was a lot of fun and um, I'm going to like totally keep doing it. 
And I just want to give a little, uh, I just want to say, because the only person I told before doing it was uh, my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. When I, what did they say? Dogged me. The first thing. Well, your I, brother is a meat, a, a meat dog. Yeah, we know that. So let's a, just put that to the side. But yeah. why your sister? They both were just like. You're not both, funny. I'm funnier. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. They both like Ben. Yeah. Ben, the first thing Ben said, he goes, what do you think you're funny? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm definitely funnier than you. Yeah. Perfect response. You know, like. Which you are. Yeah, and I was, I was like, I was he's like, just funny looking. But I was like, also like, I'm not doing the improv class to like be funny. I was just doing it to like see if I am funny, maybe. Yeah, or like affirm outwardly like the things that you already think that you could be good at. Yeah. So yeah. So my brother and sister both just like Ben, get on. Totally didn't support. Like didn't like. They, it's not that they didn't support. They just like immediately like dogged me. So I just want to say fuck you guys. Yep. You know, real quick. Yep. And I invited Ben too. Uh, the, you know, the night of like when he was like fucking dogging me, uh, he was like, he's like, I would love to be a fly on the wall on at that place. And I was like, bitch, come, mm. come through. Yep. So come through Baggins. Yeah. Baggins. Get up there. What's good. Let's see what you got. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll go fuck around with you. Who knows? You would be great. Yeah. I, well, I would, I, would, I thought to about that too the... when I was there and I was just like, Oh, Jordan would be so good like, at this too. I think if he came there and then, and then, and then like my mind started rolling, I was just like, Oh no, Jordan can't come. Me and him would take over. Well, the funny thing about <laughs> like, if you can't just be me and you just fucking just just like Well, I'm picturing you and I walk in totally separate and act like we have never <laughs> met in our entire life. I don't know if I could do that. And then we 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 try to like, you know, move towards each other so that we can do um, you know, one of the exercises together. And then this guy, the guy and Andrew or whatever you said his name was, he's like he's like nudging his buddy who's also watching. And he's just like these two man, they 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 just got some chemistry. Yeah, and no one would know until after. Yeah, I would love that. But yeah, I'm uh, good for you, man. I did it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I support you. Thank you. And I support this endeavor. Yeah, it was you know? a lot of fun. Good. I loved it. Wow, I can't wait till next week's confession. I had so much adrenaline. It was so cool. Okay. Um, but, uh, I, uh, let's move on to the next thing. I, 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 I've been holding these for a while. I wanted to do it last week, but I, you know, okay. you know, I, I do, I want to do a little movie review with you. All right. What do you got? I've got some movies that okay. you gotta see. Maybe you've already seen. Okay. We can talk about. Sure. Pray. Okay. I've heard about it. I've heard good things. Good. Bro, because I I actually heard them on Levitard talking about it a little bit. Bro, um, now do you know what is it on a? It's on Hulu. It's free. It's on Hulu. Okay, we have everything Hulu. that I'm gonna talk about here is free on Hulu. If you have or okay. on the apps, if you have them. Okay, I have Hulu. I'm putting it on my list. Prey. It's the you know the prequel pre prequel to like you know Predator. Predator. Fucking sick, dude. It's Comanche Indians in the United States up against Predator. Fucking sick, dude. Say no more, fam. That's it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Now, let me ask this on behalf of my wife. So just so that we know, because this is usually one of the things that is the the go, no go with a movie. Make sure she's not around. Is it scary? Um, no, it's not, it's not scary. Just like gratuitous violence. Yeah. Okay. We're cool with it's that. It's fucking sick though. 
It's the it's Comanche Indians like up against uh, the Predator. It's so cool. I loved it so much, Jordan. Yeah, I watched it not only in regular version. I watched in the Spanish Comanche version. What do you mean Comanche version? Hulu's got the Comanche version where the whole thing is spoken in the Comanche Indian. Whoa! I watched it, Jordan. I watched it in the Comanche Better? version. Better? Yeah, I, I with no subtitles. It was sick. So cool. Prey, dope as shit. Okay. Best movie I've seen all year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. On my list. Next one. Okay. When this is one that I think you and I have talked about, uh, Licorice Pizza. Yep. I I, I mentioned that when you, yes. and, when you and Elbow Baggins were here. Yes. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Such a good, awesome cameos. It's free on Prime. It's, yep. it's on Prime Video. It's free. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. Phil Seymour Hoffman's uh, son, son is in it, mm-hmm. and the the Heim girls are in it. Yeah, it's, I got Jewish woman fever. Oh after my god! That. Oh there my is god. a dude, There is a there is there is a scene in the movie where she brings home a guy, um, and he's Jewish, but he's now like turned atheist. And they're sitting at the dinner table, like with her, like with yeah, her mom oh and my dad. God. Yep, yep, yep. And they're just like doing like. They're Jewish doing stuff. Prayer, prayer. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Now the one thing that's very interesting that I thought they did a fantastic job of is sometimes Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh shit, okay. Yeah, no, no. I saw I saw it before you. I oh, okay. That's oh, why my I brought bad. it up. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, because I told you about Haim Fever that I got afterwards with that. And um one of the things that I thought that they did really well with that movie is sometimes you're watching a movie. And you know either how it's going to end or you know what direction it's going in. Right. And you know what the result is going to be. You just want to see how they get to the result. And that was this movie. You could kind of tell the way they set it up, what was going to happen. But the way that it got, they got to that was the, the interesting part was how they got to that result. Yes. So I loved that about the movie because it wasn't anything surprising at the end. But the journey on the way to the end, the winding path that they took, yes, I thought that was great storytelling. You know what it reminded me of, and I think you'll agree, Pirate Radio. Yes, yeah, like just good scenes. Yeah, oh yeah, I I thought that was a um, which also Philip Seymourhoff yeah. was in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was in Pirate Radio too. I thought that uh, Licorice Pizza though was a very good movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, scene but it's a very good movie. I love that scene when they're at the table and like, you know, like dad's pissed and like they go outside yeah. and like, she's like arguing with like, you know, her date and she's not pissed and, and she's just, she goes, are you cut? Are you cut? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? She's like, are you circumcised? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, then you're fucking Jewish. And she walks away. I was just like, yes, dude. Yeah. That movie uh, gave me all the Jewish feels after I was very much, you know, anytime you can add that into a movie and it's funny and palatable right. to everyone and you're not like excluding everyone else from that funny. I always think that that you did a very good job with humor. Yes. I thought it was a very, very good movie. Now, the other two, uh, one is, uh, well, they're both TV shows. One, what, what, what We Do in the Shadows is back. Yep. So I just want to alert everyone to that one. I think it's falling off a little. Uh, I disagree. Okay. Have you watched? You, are I'm you, current. Are you up to date? I'm current. Yeah. It's falling off. I thought. You don't like the, the, the club? 
I, you don't like little no, uh, Colin, I, Colin Robinson? I don't love the that part because I thought he added a very good dynamic to it. And I like him as like an actual you I know, can see adult, that. I can adult, see that. adult. So I thought that took away from it. I like I liked the idea for the club, like from Blade and all that. I thought that was super funny. But there's just been like, I don't know if it's lost its sheen or what, but like... I just, I think that the last, what is it? Th- this is season three, four. four? Either way, four, I, I yeah, thought I, I yeah. thought the first other seasons were much funnier. That's okay. all I can say. Okay. okay. So I, I don't think, now it's still objectively very funny. But you're not out on it yet. No, I'm not okay. out on it. No, no, no. I'll okay. keep watching. I think that could be like the office where they could, there's no reason for that to ever end. Okay. Like they should keep going with that in perpetuity. I find all of them hysterical, but I just, uh, I don't know if it's the storylines or maybe it's the Colin Robinson stuff, but I would say the other seasons to me have been stronger. I'll okay. leave it at that. Okay. Um, before I move on to the next one, but how hilarious at uh, the wedding episode, the last, I think it was the last episode for, yeah. uh, for Nandor, uh, where they hypnotize the neighbors on like yeah there's vampires here but like and like yeah you're totally okay with it yeah and they're just like you're a vampire too cool yeah. man yeah <laughs> like now the last episode um when they went to go do have you seen the last most recent episode um the with, last... with guillermo and his family no okay okay this yeah. last episode i thought i go got you back a little bit they might be back okay they okay, might okay, be back okay, okay that episode i and 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 you can understand why I identified this, but it's like uh, the the Spanish family, yes, involved, yes, and that whole thing, you and what it. Nandor and uh, and uh, Laszlo okay. are doing. That it's that episode. I go, okay, maybe I said maybe this is too soon. Okay, All yeah, right. yeah. So okay. no, I'm totally in on what what you what they do in the shadows. I find it to be hilarious. Mm, we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the season. Respect, respect. Okay, now this is the one. Okay. This is the one. Okay. Game of Thrones. What's the new show called? Don't listen. Something. Don't Dungeons put attitude in it. Or don't. Something? Don't stop. Stop. Okay. Because I know you never did the games. Do I need to watch games first to watch? No. This? And that's why I'm trying to set it up for you. Okay. You totally different storylines. Totally different story. It's 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 a it's a one off storyline, but you don't need to know. Okay. Now, I liked the first episode. It was good, but mainly this is why I'm finishing on this. Will you agree to watch the first whole season? What is the uh, what's it on? Is it on HBO? HBO Max. Mm, I don't have it. I thought you I had might, it. I might need to get it. I thought I need to get back on it. I used to have it. I don't have it anymore. Oh shit! This is not good. Though. I might just get it on the phone and just we'll just watch it. Oh, he's out. Fucking a. I might be back in. I, 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 it's not that I don't want to turn you because I want you to like Game of Thrones. I just want to genuinely see if now, you like. I would start the Game of Thrones, but this is um, a thing as like a married man that no. they're an hour each, right? And there's what six or seven seasons. Yeah, it's probably more. So, Don't start it over. Yeah, no. well, no, I've never seen. I've seen probably ten minutes of one episode. So it's one of those where the time commitment just to get 
you know, through all that is going to take me a year. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. But I would like... What's, to, the, what's the new one called? It's called um, uh, House of Dragon. House of Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I encourage you to, like, hopefully get HBO and watch it. Not because I'm trying to turn your ways. Yeah. I just want to see if, you know, I just, maybe maybe you'll like it. Okay. Okay. I'm I I have a very open mind when it comes to that. You do. Um so it's not that I don't want to watch it. I just I had the uh I thought that you had to watch all the other stuff first. No. So therefore I was like, "All right, well I'm already out cuz like that's no, going to take me this. forever." You're good on this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that was my that was my little movie reviews there. Okay, so I have, um, I know that I think the last couple episodes, um, Alex Newell Benson went on a little bit of a rant. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had one uh, come, you know, kind of in front of me. It's something that's been festering below. Talking about like the rants that I kind of was going on? Yes. Yeah, okay. And I have, I have, have a rant? I have a rant, and it's been festering below kind of the waters and I haven't said anything about it and now I don't although the, the, the yeah what is this the Welsh Liam's hotel Hello? although the it, uh, the water looks calm it is a flurry of activity beneath yeah. or something like that <laughs> um I am fucking done oh shit I am done oh, with shit. the youth and everyone else that are calling hot dogs glizzies I hate it. I think that it's fucking whack. What's it mean? I see. That's the thing. Like, if you're gonna give something a name, define. It doesn't have anything to do with what it actually is. I've asked multiple people. Yeah, when they use it, like Ben uses it all the time. Ben, yeah, your brother uses. And I've it. asked him, like, Ben, What's that you mean? were you were too old to be saying the term glizzy. That is for like twenty five no and knows under. No one what it means. And I'm sick of it as a as a former uh, just dog in it sausage kingpin of Jacksonville. I have worked with dogs for years and years, and I would never disparage or bring down the the glorious uh, nomenclature. <coughs> That is their name, then to give it the name Glizzy. Do you even have an idea of what it means? No. I don't know what it means. And I've asked multiple people. Well, I don't think anyone probably actually knows like where it came from. That's the shit that annoys me about the internet. Yeah. And it's one of those that people I think they say it just so they can sound they on barstools like they're shit. in the zeitgeist and the youth of today. What's and, it mean? And I all I can say is I'm out on glizzies. I am not ever going to use the term glizzy. You. If you do use it, you're whack. The hot dog is like the American one of the Amer like top tier top five American you know like foods like that. When I think of American, would you be okay with it if you had if you knew what it meant? I would probably give it a little bit more slack or like be less judgy if there was an actual tie back to like what it was something, but it's just a word that is used in place of another that gives no credit to the actual name yes. of what it is. And I'm out on it. And if you use it and you say it around me, I might not say anything to you, but in my head, I'm knocking you down a few pegs. I want to do this. Cause we're doing voicemails next week. Yeah. If, you are out there. 
if you are listening now and you know the what the origin of Glizzy came from, mm-hmm. please text or call in 305-741-3671 and let us know because that's my biggest like thing with this Glizzy. But even if you knew and it was like somewhat like a cool story, are you back in on Glizzy's? If it's a cool story. No, I'm out. I don't care if it's the coolest fucking story you've ever it heard in your no life. It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I'm out. It makes no sense. And if you use it, just know that I will be judging you, especially if you're not in the appropriate age range for it. That's the big that's thing, a, too. Uh, yeah, that, that's the other big thing. Yep. Like, if you're 40, mm-hmm. don't be talking about having a glizzy at the baseball game, okay? And why is it like, why is it like this gay thing? Is it like also you, is there some gay undertones to yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's another thing. Is like you know your boy, or even if a, like a girl's like eating a hot dog, there everyone's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. like you're sucking dick. It's like, I mean, it's a phallic meat. I can understand that, but to me, there I didn't realize there was any any like uh, homoerotic undertones to something because there's already enough in the right. hot dogs. So like you don't need to add anything extra. Yeah, to it. like that. that if joke, I want to fondle the fake balls underneath my hot dog, I'll goddamn do that. That joke right. That joke's been happening. Yeah, you're late to the game. Right. So that's my rant this week. Uh, Glizzies. I'm seeing right through you guys. I'm not in on it. I don't have time for that. Give me a good old dog and let me get to work. That's it. That's it. Whatever happened to just like down in dogs. That's that's I'm just dogging it. And you know what? You are the perfect person to speak on this because of Thank your you. background. Thank you. Because of your background. I mean, I'm the sausage king of Jacksonville. What more needs to be said? What's good? That's it. Yeah. So that's my rant this week. And now that we're done with this, I'm ready to get in. Are you ready to do the peacock? I am. Let's do it. So this week's Peacock, I tried so hard not to like, you know, stay on the theme of just absolute fucking guitar virtuosos. It's okay. But I did it. It's okay. This week's Peacock in music and all Peacocks in music. You can find um, any of their songs on the Peacocks in music playlist. That's exclusively on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, just type in and go to Spotify, type in the, the old search bar, Peacocks in music. And you will find the playlist that we have put together so eloquently for you. And you can get all like the cool choice tracks. We do all the work for you. It's amazing. This week's Peacock and Music is Robin Trower. Robin Trower. Robin Trower. This is a peacock that my father showed me so early on. Blew my mind. And I've been waiting to show you. Fucked up. Yeah. This is definitely going in the fucked up category. Yep. Absolutely. Because if your dad showed it to you early, that means you were maybe a teenager. Oh, this is no, this yeah, this is like nine, ten years old. This is like yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Robin Trower, uh, March 9th, 1945 to 
Still alive. <sighs> yes. That's a win for us all. It is. Blues Rock, baby. Born in Cattleford, London. Okay. Born in Cattleford, London. Um, this is uh, this is one of your typicals. He's a short. He's he, he, he. There's not a lot of like you know juicy stuff for you. Guy's a peacock though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1962, he formed a band, The Paramounts, with uh, Gary Booker. Uh, but they broke up uh, to pursue individual things. Um, and but when they broke up, uh, they went on to do like their own individual projects. He didn't really. He 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 was in a band called All Jam. Right, time out, real quick. We gotta we gotta secure the perimeter here. I'm seeing someone that's been out there too long to just have put a package down. Maybe he just walked away. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Is he still there? No. Okay. Unless you want, unless you want on uh, on record me chewing out a fucking salesman, which I I would not because I'm ruthless to him. Mm. I won't do it. All right, like I said, no, this this seems to be a reoccurring theme during our podcast that someone always comes and delivers a package. And if you guys don't know, here in the Wax Museum, it's kind of over Alex's left shoulder, but it's right I in my direct. See. I'm always seeing it, not saying something. And you never see. They usually just drop the package and go, but he was lingering a little bit, and and that's when I had to say, "Hey, secure the perimeter." Um. So back to Robin Trower. So. Uh, they go on their individual projects and stuff. Robin starts another uh, band called The Jam. It's not the jam that everyone knows about, um, but it doesn't really do do anything. But um, his buddy that he originally links up with in the Paramounts, Gary Booker, uh, starts a band called Procol Harum. Okay. Do you know Procol Harum? No. Okay. Uh, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> So, yep. Procol Harum. Um, uh, I don't, wait, do I know them by sound? You'll, yeah, you will know. Okay, so I just don't know the name. Like, it's not jumping off, but I'll probably know the sound. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they have their, they have one song, uh, uh, Wider Shade of Grey. Okay. Um, that you definitely know. Okay. Um, so Gary, uh, Gary, Gary Booker, you know, starts Procol Harum and then, you know, brings Robin, you know, into the fold and Robin, uh, is on the first five albums of Procol Harum. Procol Harum is your typical, um, progressive seventies rock, kind of like that Jeff Beck progressiveness. Um, very, um, not necessarily psychedelic, but just you know, it's prog- the '70s progressive rock is one of the hardest genres for me to ever try to enunciate and describe to people. Totally get you where you're coming. Totally you know get where you're coming from. Yep. With the Jeff Beck experience and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really hard for me to like. Yes, totally. Because there were so many different sounds coming out, and I think it's hard to kind of put them in that own category. It has nothing to do with like, you know, long song. Because I think when people think like progressive, they think like, oh, seven minute songs or like this intricate thing. It's more, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to like just try to yeah. describe it. Well, I'm be very interested to listen to it now and see how I yeah. ingest that based on what you're saying. 
So he's he does the first five albums with Procol Harum, and Procol Harum was a they were a in in I in quotations big band, but never commercially. They had a, a wider shade of gray, but that was about it. Okay. Um, but they were weirdly like crucial to like that progressive seven early you know early seventies sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. After he does the first five records, he eventually leaves, and he starts his own uh, band, the Robin uh, the Robin Trower uh, the Robin Trower Band, and this is when nine year old Alex gets his mind blown. Mm. the The album is called Bridge of Size. Bridge of Size. Bridge of Size. Okay. Now I will tell you. This now comes from my father. When this album came out, Bridge of Size mm-hmm. by Robin Trower, this was... And what what year-ish is this? This is 1974. Okay, right in the thick of it. This is, uh, this is right after... Uh, actually, I want, I want to be... Uh, I want to I be accurate on this, just because it's fun for me. Mm-hmm. Look up the year Jimi Hendrix died. Okay. And let's guess before we look it up. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say seventy. I'm gonna say seventy. I'm gonna go seventy-two. Okay, look it up. September eighteenth, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. You got it. You are damn right. Um. So, uh, Jimi Hendrix dies in nineteen seventy. When this album comes out in nineteen seventy-four, "Bridge of Size" by Robin Trower. He this this album comes out. There's only I think there's only five songs on it. When this album comes out, this album is heralded as the he is the next Jimi Hendrix. Okay, he is he's the next Jimi Hendrix. Everyone, he's basically taking the torch. Yeah, in in a good way. Everyone's yeah. okay with it. Well, yeah, that's always like the the big compliment, right? The next Biggie, the next Pac, like the next Hendrix, right? You know? And uh, not only is this album mind blowing to people, and the uh, the self entitled song off of Bridge of Size, Bridge the song Bridge of Size, Jordan, it's gonna blow your mind. Going okay. to blow your mind, and I hope it blows your mind like it blew blew my mind at nine years old. Okay, it's gonna blow your mind. Very excited. Whenever you give that type of endorsement, I'm very much looking forward to how I'm going to perceive that. So not only is this album, because this this album is really why he's a peacock, this Bridge of Size uh, album. Is, this blew everyone's mind. He's He's been, you know, given, he's the next Jimi Hendrix. A past peacock, Robert Fripp. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? Yep. Robert Fripp hears this album and says... This guy not only influenced me, he taught me lessons on how to bend with tones, bend strings, bend sounds. And if you remember Robert Fripp's Peacock uh, oh, yeah. episode. His fucking his wife's fripples. Yeah, his wife's... Dude, she, they're still coming out. They're stuff. huge. Yeah. Dude, the, they did like this Lip biscuit thing this week. Really? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Robert Fripp goes like, yo, I heard this guy and fucking like... Couldn't like put like the pen and paper fast enough. Okay. Like, to learn about like you know Robin Trower. And he was kind of a weirdo too. 
Yes. So like that's, remember he was that, doing, that's even remember more he was doing the uh, Friptronics. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Friptronics. He says he he kind of like got that takes stuff. it from Trower got and then it. like you know introduces like a little bit more of the uh, uh, technology stuff to it. But this Bridge of Size album is like what really blows everyone's mind. Okay. So he does Bridge of Size, blows everyone's fucking mind, and um, it's he. He's just not a guy that wants like the limelight and stuff, but he's just in the know. Okay. And he uh, he does another uh, album after Bridge of Size. Immediately gets um, dropped by his label. That's not well. Bridge of Size and the album after weren't commercially successful at all. Yeah, and they're worried about selling records. Right. Yeah. So they don't do anything, but um, before. Trower's done because he's in the know and everybody in the industry knows that he's a G. Guess who wants to fucking link up with him and do an album? This is 7475. It's a basis that we talked about last week with John Mayall. Oh, fuck. Um, the basis that eventually formed Cream? Yep. I can't Jack Bruce. Saying. There you go. Jack hey, Bruce. Come here. Jack Bruce. Okay. So Jack Bruce hears him. Cream's done at this point. It was, that was Clapton, Bruce, and Ginger. Yes. Okay. And Cream's done at this point. Yep. The so cream is curdled. The cream is curdled, and Jack Bruce is like, this guy's a G. Curdled pretty quick, too. Yeah. This guy's a G. So um, uh, uh, Trower, uh, Robin Trower, Jack Bruce, and this other uh, drummer, uh, Landon, um, they link up and they put out an album called BLT. He has now dropped the legal pad twice now. BLT? I'd, A mouthful? I will, I will not go into the Wax Museum and I will not pull it out to you because this is actually the best part about it. The BLT album, which stands for um, uh, Bruce, Landon, mm-hmm. and Trower. Trower, yeah. I found this album a year ago. Okay. Showed it to my dad. Didn't know it. Really? You know how rare that is? Very rare. You know how rare that is? Yeah, especially since it was someone who he originally showed you. Yeah, and Jack's in it. Jack Bruce is in it. Yeah. Yeah. BLT. Did that, did that blow his mind or what? Blew his mind. And, Absolutely and, blew his mind. And he liked it as much as you did? Liked it. Pissed off that I found it. Like, yeah, no that... <laughs> It's funny because knowing uh, you and CB, it's so totally true. The overlying or the underlying thing here is that he absolutely loves the album, but can't get past the fact that you showed him something that technically he showed you first. Yes. Yes. So that's the funny part to me. Yes. Because like he's leaving or you're leaving and his mind is blown, but he's also just he's pissed more than his mind's blown. Right. Yes. What I mean, a, that's such a Benson trait. It's the best. Yeah, totally. I'll die happy. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he does BLT. He does they, uh, they end up doing another uh, album, too, after BLT. A brilliant, too. And this is in the 80s when BLT, BLT came out. Like, I, like It was like 81, which is actually like really cool when you listen to uh, uh, the BLT album. Yeah. Um, you'll be like, wow, this is the 80s. Yeah, that that kind of threw me it's off like a the little. Last, like the last hurrah, almost when you hear it. Oh, totally. I yeah. think 
I don't know if any if any decade has smacked the decade. Wow, in, you're about to do something amazing in the face harder than when the '80s dip, dick slapped the '70s, right? I I. I I love what you just said. It's so true, though, musically, it's sonically, right? So I've thought about that forever. No genre of music and decade of music has put to bed. Absolutely, another. The '60s really melted in a psychedelic way into the '70s. Yes, the '70s welcomed everything that the '60s Let was putting forward. Let me pause you there. The '60s, you know, you know, had something to do with the '70s. The 70s had nothing to do with the 80s. Almost nothing. Almost. Almost. almost nothing. Nothing. Yep. Wow. This is almost as brilliant as what you did last uh, week, which, by the way, if you you guys really should listen to uh, last week's episode if you haven't listened to it, not only for the John Mayall stuff, but the segment that uh, Jordan brings up last week about uh, states with the most musical production that has come out of it, I I went back and you know and listened to it you know when I was editing it and then I like also was thinking about it. I just want to go and then you and to then you, you because I love that conversation because I've never thought about it and it's such an interesting conversation of like what states have produced the most. Yeah, and what you just did there, you did it again. You are apt. You can't say it about any other decade. No, definitely not. 80s, 80s uh, influenced 90s. De- uh, the, the 90s welcomed what was going on in the 80s with open arms. Now, certain doors are always going to close when the decade is over, right? That synthy kind of poppy stuff. Like, definitely some of that melded into the 90s, but like that early 80s synth stuff that was going on, you didn't really get that in the 90s, but definitely definitely blended in together. Now, is the reason, and this may be an unfair question because I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Is the reason why the 80s absolutely put to bed the 70s and like they were just that ferocious, is it because of the synth and the technology? I think that's has to be. I right? think that's a very large pie, part of the pie chart. Is you're going from you a huge amount of bands that were just like, yeah, I'm not doing synths. Absolutely, I think that the technology progressed in the same way that in hip hop, where you had to have someone make a beat or play a beat in the background, and then you could rap to like the SoundCloud. You know, I can press a button and get. 50,000 sounds, and now I can make everything myself. Because now, God, I love you so much right now. You know how much I love right? you right now? You know how much I love you right now? Yeah, I do. Because no other decade or genre, like even like the biggest bands, when they were transitioning to do new sounds, they would adapt. It would, no band could really, like no rock band from the 70s really adapted to the 80s. I'd be curious. I would say there are two that come to mind. But those aren't, I know what you're going to say. But I, I would say Prince. I would say Prince. But that's not. I'm talking about a yeah different genre. Yeah. I I mean, would you put either Michael Jackson or would you say Rick James? Would either one of those satiate that craving? Would either one of those do it for you? No, I'm more of saying like you know you have the 70s with like the Eagles. 
yeah. Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, None of them changed their sound when the 80s hit. When the 80s hit, it was done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that was absolutely... Like the Who were still going. Yeah. But when the 80s hit, they kind of like, stopped. Yeah. Because they couldn't, you can't... Or the bands that you know were what? super popular. Stevie Wonder did, though. Well, Stevie, but Stevie also... Stevie actually is the best example of going from the 60s I was about to, to say, the 70s yeah, to like, the 80s. Like, he, he, he decided hotter than July, fuck it, I'm just going to put out a reggae album. Right. You know what I mean? After putting out The Secret Life of Plants, where you're just like, what the fuck is going on with this album? And by the way, we're not going to get into it, but The Secret Life of Plants... Have it on vinyl. It's a good one. But very have, weird. I don't have it on vinyl. Birthday's don't fucking up. don't fucking adjust up. yourself. Birthday's coming up. Who knows? The secret life of plants is um You know what? Put Fantasia on the TV and put it on mute. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse then, shit? Yeah. <laughs> Take Fantasia and put put it on mute and put and put the secret life yeah, of plants on yeah. in the background. My boy's cooking right now. My that, boy's cooking right that now. That is going to put you into something that you didn't even know you could get to. Yeah. Like everyone tells you, "Hey, take shrooms and put on Dark Side of the Moon." No. Nope. Nope. That's not what, shut Stone the fuck. Sober, put on Fantasia. Stone. Mute Secret Life of Plants. You can go now. I'm not I'm not leaving. So that's your peacock. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's still alive. You know, he, after he did the BLT stuff with Jack Bruce, he, um, you know, he never, like, you know, he, he still put out, like, you know, tons of stuff after that, but nothing, like, you know, really, you know, noteworthy. Um, he's still alive. He's had some, like, you know, health hiccups. He's very into the, uh, um, uh, he's, like, natural healing. Like, he had, like... Uh, I think it was um, cancer, and he did like my man's holistic, self, huh? Yeah, I did the holistic stuff and like self healing stuff, and like he healed from it. Like he like you know healed and he came out in like the nineties. Was like, yo, I'm good. I got rid of that, you know, Native American stuff. Like you know, all like charge yeah, up your gems, me. and then like six months later, came back. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's not great, but yeah. of course, like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, science. But maybe. yeah, he's still alive. Robin Trower is, uh, yeah, he's an absolute peacock. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to Bridge of Size, and I hope it blows your mind like it did mine. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to listen to this one, but I just want to go back, and I want you and I and everyone out there to do a little bit of homework. If any of you guys listening's parents were... In and around all of that kind of change in the decade, uh, if they were in in it, you know, musically in that time, I want us to have conversations and see what our parents and and older people think, and if they agree with what we talked about with the change of guard from the seventies to eighties, and if it was due to the proliferation of the jump in technology. The only other one, like you know, Fleetwood did a good job of that. Fleetwood, I would actually probably Fleetwood did a good job argued did. They did a good job. But they didn't change their sound to they the point that they did a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, because Well, they, actually I would I would even argue that that they even did it in the 60s and 70s. Cuz that was Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac in the 60s. 
Right. And they they then they switched it up for the 70s also. Yes. Yeah. So I think Fleetwood Mac right now is going to be the 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 leader in the clubhouse. We're going to put Stevie and Fleetwood. Stevie and Fleetwood are going to be the two that we're going to take to the bank. Yes. But let's see if by next week I'm going to write it down here. People that also kind of made it through. And when that we say decade. this, we're talking about like changing in the style of music. Like, cause like you brought up a great point with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, you know, his longevity throughout the, all of those years was sustained, but his music was still this, you know, he had the Jackson five and, you know, in the sixties and then the, the Jacksons in the seventies, which turned into disco. And then like, you know, he did off the wall and then thriller and stuff were the, the eighties, but that genre is still very similar. Yes. All right. So I'm putting, uh, these two down that we have, we have Stevie wonder and Fleetwood Mac, but I, I'm, I, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation when we get our parents on the Like the 80s the put the Eagles to fucking bed, dude. Goodbye. They put them to bed. Yeah. CCR, to bed. Well, I think it did that to a lot. The where, Allman Brothers, to bed. Well, the Allman Brothers, and even, even Leonard. Leonard put, they put stuff out in the 80s and it was successful. But if you, well, look, that wasn't if you look at band. the Allman Brothers, the 80s is actually when I think they really started touring. And the reason they got as big as they did wasn't because their music commercially was wasn't because they're commercially they were so successful. It's because they toured so much that they built up like a clientele and and such a big base that when they kind of came back a little bit in the '90s, they were kind of like, "All right, now you've been around for so long. Now you're just a classic, you know, rock band." Can I give you a little nugget here? What do you got? Just learned it. What do you got? Uh, Skinnerd. Mm-hmm. Had a huge beef with uh, uh, Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Did you know about this? Of course. What well, are you talking about with Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. And did you know that right before uh, he died, Roddy Van Zant, mm-hmm. he was supposed to put out an album with Neil Young. Really? He died. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. They put. Like, they, they were they going to like bury the hatchet. They buried the hatchet, and he was supposed to like two months after like you know. They were done touring, yeah. They were supposed, he was like, Neil Young went to him and was like, yo, because let's be real, fucking Sweet Home Alabama, just, I mean, that was the ether. He yeah. buried, he yeah, buried. Yeah, you're done after that. Like, Rodney Van Zandt buried Neil Young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you don't know about that, uh, what would you call it? The, uh, what, that, the tiff that they were having? Yeah. Look it up. It's it's actually a really amazing thing. Well, between. do you remember? I can't remember the name of the song that Neil Young put out first. He put out a song and it was kind of digging at Leonard or just being Southern. Well, I think it was Southern it was, Man. He, yeah. I think the song was Southern, Southern Man. I was about to say, the song was Southern Man and it wasn't yeah. a dig at Leonard, but he basically called like Southern people racist. Yeah. And I think he did like a, a KKK. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, I'd have to look, I got to look into that. Yeah. And Ronnie. Ronnie specifically and the boys were like took tremendous offense to that, which is pretty crazy because if you know anything you, about Leonard, everyone knows they're the, actually pretty progressive. Well, and, 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 and as everyone knows, the lyric, you know, I hope Neil Young still remember. Like yep. he and mm-hmm. Ronnie just like that's the first diss track in, in rock and roll history. That's, Maybe right? Uh, you know, probably that, like the Beatles and that like, would actually like be, Lennon and, and them. But that would be interesting if you could almost kind of come up with something that's happened before that that you would consider like john lennon and paul had a thing yeah but the john lennon and paul never i wrote it down i'm looking at john lennon and paul never um 
uh, specifically like called out the name. Yeah. But Ronnie Van Sant goes Neil Young, son. Yeah. Calls him out. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to hear because um, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do some digging on that. Yeah. See check if we that can out. Find something. Yeah. This is, it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's your peacock. Wow, we got on a tangent there. That was fine, though. It was all worth it. So, But, yeah, I want us to talk to our parents. Anyone out there, 305-741-3671. If you have any good stories, if you have any good submissions, get them in because we're going to be uh, outing. Yeah, we're we gonna got be outing you next and Stevie. Week. That's what we got so far. But we'd like to see if maybe you guys could put together a, a harder lineup. But it's, it's not. we're not talking about, like, you know, someone that, like, made it through the, the decades. We're talking about, like, they had a sound and then they adapted Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Like the like eighties hit, and they pulled out the core. Eighties Fleetwood is very different than seventies. Yeah. Like eighties eighties came around, and they somehow like you know pulled out the Korg and the other like you know right. the synth machine and got real farty and moogie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the last thing before we go and get out of here, I wanted to. Um, I'm having up, a lot of fun with you, bud. Yeah. I, this this has been a good one. Um. I think you brought it up. But I think you had had him on your watch list. I'm not sure. But I think it's time now that we take Ezra Miller and we put him in the pantheon of sickos and weird fucks on the off their John Rockers list. Ezra, you um, it's not even a discussion. It's not even... We're just going to look right at the stats and say yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, and we're not even going to educate you guys on... Like, look, Ezra's done. Yep. He's a piece of shit. Yep. He's done. Yeah. And so it's surprising he, that, like, he's still, like... I guess this Flash 2 is going to come out. Yeah, that was really weird that they're, like, really pushing forward. The movie must be good. Did you see the first one? No. It's... it's. I mean, it's whatever. Ezra... You're, he is he's in there and i want to go back okay because i know we have a watch list we haven't forgot errol musk he's in there too errol errol is that his name elon musk's dad oh oh yeah no no no. you're in elon musk's dad is officially in there yep he's a sick fuck yep um you know he's banging steps and he's he he's came out and he's like you know a okay with it he's 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 giving two thumbs up mm-hmm. and Ricky's good Ricky Martin's good Ricky Martin got it yeah we saw we Ricky Martin is now we, this doesn't happen often but he was on the watch list and now he's off yes the the uh, just some regular domestic dispute the you nephew, know different weird age thing going on well no the big nephew deal. came out and he's like I lied I tried to like get homeboy in trouble and that's fucked up yep. That's fucked up. You try to get Ricky in trouble. Ricky's out. Ricky, you're out. But Errol Musk, you're a piece of shit. Yep. You groomed fucking your stepdaughter. Yep. And you and not only did you groom your stepdaughter, you came out and said, what? What's the big deal? Yeah. The what's the big deal kind of doing the Woody Allen thing. Mm. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And you know what? You're on notice, dude. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Keep talking that way. Yeah. Keep talking that way. Yeah. Because that's that's some disgusting ass shit. It's you're lucky that your son is like the richest guy in the entire fucking world. Otherwise, you would have been canceled into oblivion, and we never would have fucking heard from you again. And uh, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to do this, but f- man, you know, Alex gets on a thing. Uh, Elon, y- you got watch your step. 
Because you're we, doing you're doing certain things too. Are we putting Elon on the watch list? No, but he's doing certain. You know, he's getting a little. He's getting a little wild. You know, his fuck says a little buck wild. Yeah, and he needs to uh, just calm don't it down. have twins out of wedlock when you're dating someone else and keep it and keep it a secret. Yeah, just say you did it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So all right, so we can say Ezra in, Errol in, and Ricky. Out, out. Elon, I want to make sure people know Ricky is out. Ricky, you're out because and we support you. I've, I've talked to a lot of people like about they're like, oh yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, we're still living La Vida Loca. We're living. We are. This podcast supports you, and we're living La Vida Loca with you. Thank you. Now, Elon, we're watching. You're in, Ezra. You're in. Uh, what type of name are both of those? Mm. Okay. Ezra's and he's a, he's such an ugly fuck. Very too, Jewish dude. Oh, he's got a honker on him too, doesn't he? Oh yeah, real big horn. Is Miller? Is that no? That's not. Is that not no? Ezra, I'm I, I'm kind of mad how much he's gotten away with though. Yeah, um, I have a feeling this isn't over. Things are gonna come back to bite you in the schnoz. See you next week. Oh, my.